Daily Dove. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Daily Dubs Podcast. We are your hosts, pastors, Lem and Liz Woodson. Say what's up, baby. Hi, guys. Happy Monday, everybody. It is Monday, November 30th. Oh, my gosh. Last day of November. Last day of November. I thought there was 31. There is. No. There's only 30 days in November. Wow. Our children are so excited that tomorrow is December 1st. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. December is on the brink. Man. Hey. We hope that you have been enjoying these Daily Dub podcasts. If you have not already, please rate and review and subscribe. We need you to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And also share it with somebody that you know needs to hear it. We're trying to get the word out to as many people as we can. Did you have a good Thanksgiving, baby? It was amazing. Nice. Nice. What was your favorite part of Thanksgiving? Uh, having everything that I wanted on my plate. Nice. So good. I didn't have to compromise at all. I like that. I like that. I took a different approach this Thanksgiving and I didn't engorge myself. I actually savored every bite of Mm. everything that I ate, you know? Mm. I savored every single bite. This Thanksgiving looked a little different for us, and I'm sure it did for a lot of you, but it was still a blessing, man. We got to hang out with some friends, have some good food, have some good times. So not disappointing whatsoever. So we hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. And for all of you Pennsylvania hunters out there, we're hoping you had a great hunting season, a good start to your hunting season at least. I got out on Saturday morning. And, uh, yeah, I think we might be going back out tomorrow. Not sure. I got a report that it's about to snow. Yes. And they said that if it snows, snow then and or ice. it's a lot easier to get deer because they start to move to keep warm. Ooh. Yep. So we might be doing a snow hunt, you know? If oh. we do a snow hunt, I guarantee I'll stay awake the entire time. I usually don't. Mm. But if we do a snow hunt, I'll be awake the entire time. If you have not been hunting or if you have not sat in a tree stand before, let me tell you this. Scariest part about falling asleep in a tree stand is waking up in a tree stand. Yeah. Scariest part That would easily. be horrifying. Scariest part. Like, oh my goodness, I fell asleep up here. This is not How about good. waking up with your fellow hunter standing over you? That's pretty scary as well. Yeah, that's pretty scary as well. But if you're on the ground, <laughs> if you're on the ground, when I it, on the ground, it was not as scary as being in the tree stand. Because tree stand, you're all by yourself. So you're like, man, if I would have fallen out this tree stand, it would have been a wrap for me. Oh, yeah. This is not good. So we hope you guys are having a great week. We're going to jump into this topic of today. Today's topic is the devil has nothing capital n o t h i n g all caps nothing to offer you know i'm sick of people talking about how much the devil has to offer us or even considering what the devil has to offer and the things that they think he can offer and i hate that uh, i feel like even you know celebrities and stuff have made it so you know popular like made it oh, seem I like sold it's my soul to the devil and yeah. now i got everything i want no, okay. no, 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 no what no 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 truth be told the devil has nothing to offer and also there's no reason to be afraid of that which you once thought he had to offer you know what i mean so we're going to go over three you didn't things. miss out on anything didn't miss out on nothing nothing sometimes people are like tag like What if I passed up on something? No, no, you're not missing anything. You're actually gaining a whole lot. So we are going to give you the truth on what the devil offers today. Grab a notepad, something like that, or just get ready to re-listen to this thing because we're going to give you three points on how the devil has nothing to offer. We're going to talk about darkness, sin, and death. Darkness, sin, and death. 
and how all of these are voids. If you understand, if you can wrap your mind around this truth, that everything that the devil has to offer is actually just the absence of what God has for you, you will never look at the things that wickedness and evil and perversion and living a life without God, you will never look at those things as alluring ever again because and, you, you understand. And also, like, the Bible does say that the heart is very treacherous. Yeah. So sometimes what your heart thinks it wants and needs is very different than what you actually need. Exactly. So your heart is like, if I just get into a relationship, right. I will be so happy. Yeah. Meanwhile, what you actually need is intimacy with God. Exactly. Known by yes. Him. Yes. And so sometimes you cannot... most. 100% of the time. You cannot just trust your heart to guide your life no. because it's very treacherous. No, 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 no. And it will lead you to want the wrong things. You're going to yes. pine over nothing. Right, right. Because when you take what is opposite of God as this is what I want and I don't want what God has, you're accepting nothing for your life. You're accepting the absence of God's goodness for your life. We were just talking before we started recording this and we were like, man, it would be almost the equivalent of somebody for Christmas giving you a billion dollar Toys R Us gift card and you being excited about that, knowing that Toys R Us isn't even open anymore. So that's what the devil, that's what all the things of sin and your flesh and the lust and the perversion and the world, that's what, that's the equivalent of what the world has to give you. It's like a gift card that has no actual value. You can't use it. It's worth nothing, but it seems like it's worth something. It could seem like, oh my gosh, look at what I got. But no, everything that's the opposite of what God has is just the absence of God's goodness. So let's jump into darkness first of all, okay? Because it says in John 3.19, we're talking about what the devil offers. I love John 3.19 so much because it's the verse to me that explains exactly what the problem with humanity is. And it says here, because we know John 3.16. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Then 17 says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. 18. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he hasn't believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. 19. Here's the punchline, the kicker. Here it wraps it all up. And this is the condemnation. So the only condemnation that will get anybody to hell, listen, this is it right here. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. That's the only thing that will keep you from living a life full of God's goodness and a life full of what God wants you to have. That's the only thing to keep you from living John 3.16 is John 3.19. If you choose darkness over light. But the horrible part about it is that, and like you said earlier, you know, you see all this stuff about celebrities and them talking about, oh, I sold my soul to the devil or I love darkness and all of this stuff. And people even fear darkness. Darkness in its root and in its essence is just the absence of light. So what God is saying here is people are condemned because they chose to live a life void of God's light. When you choose darkness, all you're saying is, I choose not to have God. Yeah. That's it. It's not an actual thing. It's the absence of the actual thing. And, and I feel like people need to understand that darkness and everything that the enemy wants. The Bible says we were taken out of 
darkness and into God's marvelous light. You know, we were removed from the kingdom of darkness he into... He actually says in Colossians 1.13, for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. Yes, yes. So the kingdom of darkness, if we were to make it like an amplified definition, is the kingdom of the absence of light. <laughs> That's it. The devil has nothing, nothing. So why would we choose darkness over that? Why and would if we you think it? about what darkness represents, like in darkness... Anything goes because you're mm -hmm. completely deceived. You yep. have no real sight. Mm -hmm. So I could literally sit across from you in a dark room and tell you that I'm, you know, the queen of Versailles. And right. you would believe it yep. because you you cannot see that I'm just me, that I'm not the queen of Versailles. Exactly. It's all a deception. So in darkness, you make up your own reality mm -hmm. and you then live in that fantasy world. Yes. And people have chosen fantasy over They've reality. Yeah. And that's why they have rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ because right. they're like, you know what? I'd rather live in this fantasy world over here in the dark mm -hmm. where I can just pretend like my dirty, wretched house exactly. is clean. Yep. Where I can pretend like everything that I've done, it's going to work out. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's the absence of reality. Because light shows reality. Yes. So if we're in darkness, we're just making stuff up. Yes. Literally making things up, living a lie. You're is making what up everything, every everything that you consider real to you. You're making it up. Yep. And it crumbles. Yep. Absolutely. And the second thing we want to talk about. So darkness is one. Sin is another. You know, because people think a lot of times we look at sin like this big bad foe of humanity and sin is out to get you and sin is out It's almost like to, another devil. Yeah, like, oh my goodness, <laughs> sin. Like, if we would have named this podcast just Sin, so many people would have been afraid to listen to it because yeah. they're like, oh no, like, I don't want to talk about sin. Sin is so powerful and sin is so... Sin is just the absence of righteousness. That's it. If we're righteous, if we're holy, if we are the righteousness of God, Jesus paid the ransom for our lives. Yeah. And he took us out of sin. He removed the sin. The sin is gone. So now that the sin is gone, we are in turn made righteous. And people feel like, oh man, nobody's righteous. I can't I can't work to that. Like that's such a high standard. I yeah. can never achieve that. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? But then they they this the the other side of the coin is, well, we can never beat sin. We all have sin, you know. I sin today. We all like Yeah sin every single day all the time and i'm like what what are you talking about in one hand you're saying we'll never we'll never achieve righteousness and in another you're saying i'm okay living with sin for the rest of my life yeah yeah it's the it's it's god's free gift of righteousness yeah. so like the the misconception and the misunderstanding of what these things are is what makes us deny them and not think that we can have them because yeah. we don't really understand what they are if we read romans 5:17 it says for if by the trespass of one man death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Jesus has made us righteous. He's taken our sin and it's gone. He's paid the price and he died the death that we deserve. So now we stand before God holy. But if we don't stand before God holy and we stand before God sinful, all it means is that we're lacking righteousness. And I think a lot of people do choose to remain in the narrative of sin has to remain a part of my life. And I just, you know, God's still working on me. And that's, you know, 
my relationship with God, that's part of the darkness because you've made up a reality for yourself. Because Absolutely. that's not what the Bible says. Absolutely. The Bible doesn't say that Christians have to live in sin for the rest of their Absolutely. lives. Absolutely. Just kind of walking around maimed, disabled, right. yep. you know, carrying things for the rest of their life. That's not what the Bible says. So not you're at all. choosing now darkness because you've come up with your own fabricated version of the gospel yes. and the Bible. Yes, you're still lacking reality because the truth is we can't be sinful and righteous at the same time. So if Christ has called us righteous, if the Bible says we are the righteousness of God, then that tells you right there, well, then you're not sinful. You're not a sinner. If you're righteous, you're not a sinner. Sinners are sinners because they're not righteous. And if that standard scares you right now, it's because you're trying to do it in your own strength. Yep. It's because you think you have to do some good behavior kind of program to earn God's love. Right. Pitch it. Because right. that's not biblical either. Nope. Nope. It's the free gift. We have righteousness through faith. And by faith, we receive God's righteousness. We become his righteousness. And that's how we do righteous things. Because by faith, we become what he has made us. And we yeah. become that very righteousness that he died and rose again to give us. Third thing is death. Yeah. Death. A lot of people, you know, I feel like the enemy paints this picture about death and makes it seem scary. It makes it seem like it has power over the believer, like it has power over us as Christians. Death is the absence of life. So if we were to recap, darkness, the absence of light, sin, the absence of righteousness, and death, the absence of life. These three things that the enemy brings, that the devil represents and offers to us, darkness, sin, and death, they're just the absence of what God has for us. Death is the absence of life. If you have life, the absence of it cannot overpower the presence of it. You know what I mean? Like us having life, us knowing God, us being born again and him giving us new life. There's no way that since we have life with God, we could lose that life other than giving it away. Unless we give away the life that God has given us, unless we choose to reject the life that God has given us, death could never overtake our life. It can never take it from us because all it is is the absence of it. So now that we understand that all these things that the enemy tries to make look big and grandiose and that we should fear them are really just the absence of what God has. What does that mean? That means that now we can walk completely boldly, completely fearless, completely in God's right standing because we know that all the things that the devil offers are nothing. We were talking before this whole thing, before we started recording, we were talking about you know how people say, well, then why do certain people have more than me? You know what I mean? Why do people have things that I don't have? And why do the celebrities and everybody else that do wicked things, why are they more blessed materially? You know, why do they have houses? Why do they have cars? Why do they have more money? Why does it look like they have more? If you're telling me that the devil offers nothing, why is it that it seems like they have so much then? And the answer is because they actually have nothing. Yeah. It's just a deception. It, they have nothing. They don't have anything. The Bible says... What's it? Uh, read it. Mark 8. What was it? Mark 8.36? Yeah, it says, And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you lose your own soul? Is anything worth than your soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Exactly. So translation, what do you benefit as in what point is there to gain the things of the world, which have no value, and to lose your soul, which is valuable? What good is it to give up the things of God for the nothing that the devil has to offer, right? What good is it to say, I choose 
darkness. I choose <laughs> sin. I choose rebellion. When all of those things in in actuality are just a lack of what God has. Rebellious people, everything that's wrong, every every bit of sin. We can name any sin. You could throw any sin out there, and we could instantly tell you what that is there because of. You know, if you're rebellious, you just lack temperance. You lack self-control. You you lack honor. That's why you're rebellious. You know, if you're sick, you lack health. That's why you're sick. If you're healthy, you have the the presence of health. If you don't have the presence of health in your life, you're sick. You know, if you're a fool, if you're non-wise, you lack wisdom. All of these things are a lack of what God has because if we have what God has, then we lack nothing. We lack no good thing. All of the bad things that this life has to offer stem from lacking the goodness that God wants you to have. That's it. We could have wrapped up this whole thing with that one sentence. Everything bad, everything bad in this world that we can experience comes from a lack of the good things that God wants us to have. That's it. If you doubt, you lack faith. If you can't believe, you lack belief. <laughs> if you, if you, I mean, everything. If you're, if you have addiction, you lack a sober mind. You lack self-control. You lack the fruit of the spirit. God is. Or you lack peace, and you're just trying to pacify yourself with yeah. an addiction. Yep, you lack. You're lacking something because if you have peace, if you have joy, if you have self control, if you have love, if you have faith, if you have all the things that God wants us to have—light, righteousness, life—then nothing that the enemy has is appealing to us. You know, it's no wonder how Jesus was able to stand there with the devil, tempting him three times, and just say no every time because Jesus understood. In order for me to accept. The nothing that you have, I have to give up what I have. And I've got everything that I need. I'm the son of God. I'm righteous. I'm, I'm holy before him. Why would I give up what I have? Like it just said, Mark 8, 36, what good would it be for me to take what you have and lose my soul? You don't have anything to offer. You're just trying to get me to give up what I do have. We'll finish with John 10, 10, where it says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it in abundance. The devil only wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He only wants to take what God has come to give you. And if you give it up, or if you choose the lack of it rather than the presence of it, that's how we wind up in these situations. And I love that it says to give you life and life more abundantly, because mm -hmm. without it, without Christ, you're, you don't even know what living's like. Right. You're not living. No. So no. he, you first get life, mm -hmm. and then you get abundant life. Yes. So you you have not the enemy can't offer you life. No. And he definitely cannot offer you life abundantly. So no. you can't get either one from him. Can't get either one. No. He's just out trying to trick people into giving up what they had. I'm sure if we were to do a study, and we will do it now because it, it came up. I'm sure if we were to do a study, and we were to look at all the things that people failed in the Bible all the times, like uh, it just popped up in my mind, Esau and... Uh, Jacob. And Jacob, you know, it comes from them giving up what they had. It never comes from somebody coming and overtaking them, yeah. you know? I mean, it's the same thing with Samson and Delilah. He went into a relationship and was getting something out of that relationship, but he gave up who he was right. in his in, in God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. He gave up the strength that God had given him. He yeah. gave up the position that God had given him as protector of his people right. over a relationship. Yep, yep, over something that God had no intent for him to have. So if we choose our will over God's will, know this, that every single time we choose to do our will rather than God's will, all we're doing is giving up what God has for us. We're leaving it on a table. We're either leaving it on a table or we're forfeiting what he's already given us 
in order to fulfill our flesh. And your flesh isn't your friend, so don't listen to it. Yeah. You know, the flesh will make you think, this is a good idea. We should do this. If only just for a little while, try it out. Never. No. It's always better to keep what God has than live in lack of what God has. Yeah. Because the one thing that everybody that lacks what God has has in common is they come to the moment where they wish they had what God had. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody. And you know what the best... The worst part is what I'll say. The worst part about the enemy is that he loves to taunt. Yep. So dis despite the fact that he will give you what you think you need, he always gives you the sober moment where you realize that you you messed up your whole life yep. and that you gave up what you should have actually had. Yep. He 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 will do that to you so that he can relish in what you've given up. Yep. Yep. So everybody out there listening, if you are a Christian and you're living in righteousness and you're living in the abundance of what God has for you, keep doing it. Don't it's, be enticed by the things that the enemy's dangling in front of your face right. right now. It means nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. All he wants you to do is give up what God has given you. And on the adverse, if you were somebody listening to this and you are not living for God, do it today. Forfeit the life that you are living for the enemy and live a life for God. It will be the best decision that you've ever made. And you will realize that you never actually had anything to begin with. Invite life Invite life and light into your heart right yes. now. And I guarantee you, you will see that what you thought was something was nothing. And you yes. will gain the whole world yes. in, in, in one second by inviting Jesus Christ into your life. You'll actually truly gain access to everything because everything belongs yep. to him. Yep. Yep. So choose light over darkness every time. We love you guys, man. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, if you haven't listened to our other episodes, what are you waiting for? Get on here and listen <laughs> to these other episodes as well, man. Keep yourself fed on the word of God daily. This is the best Christian talk show that you will ever listen to, that you will ever listen in, that you will ever listen to. So tune in to Daily Dubs daily and get your daily fix of Jesus. Listen, we love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and never forget God loves you and so do we. Peace. Daily Dubs.